Welcome to Chasing Kangaroos, where each week we talk three topics from the world of rugby league. Hey guys, I'm Michael Carboni, and you're listening to episode six of Chasing Kangaroos. It's the last one for 2018. We've had a lot of fun doing this, uh, and we'll definitely be back early in the new year. Slight change of plans to the proceedings tonight. I was originally going to have Jake Watson, the future Greek Oztag immortal, uh, sitting beside me and going through some positive stuff with you today. But, um, well, Jakey forgot that it's his mum's birthday tonight, so he couldn't make it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Susan. <laughs> and that voice in the background is Charlie Monty, my good mate. We got him back. We said it was your last episode last week, mate, but got you back off the bench tonight. Mate, last just like, uh, just like Jazz Tevega, the super sub off the bench, ready to uh, ready to get stuck into it. But, well, um... well done, mate. And I've got to ask you, last week I... Um, we had a lot of nice things to say about each other. We thanked each other for all the great work that we did together. Yeah, mate, I said all that nice stuff because I didn't think I'd be back yeah, this week. Yeah, do I have to, can I take it all back or do I have to say it again? Do oh. we need to hug again? It was a bit awkward. Oh, mate, we can hug whenever you like. <laughs> but uh, I tell you who won't be hugging us, mate, Who's is... Uh, is uh, what is it? James, was his name James Dean? We, um... I th- I, look, fake name, I'm guessing. But, oh. guys, we're, we're pretty proud this week. We've had our first bit. Of hate mail. I think this is a milestone, mate. I think it means we've made it. It is. We've uh, so we've we've received our first uh, negative uh, feedback, and um, made in the um, in the spirit of, of celebrating all the positive <laughs> moments of the game, we thought we'd uh, we'd celebrate this milestone of our first bit of hate mail. Carbs, I think you've got it in front of you, mate. Do you want to um, share it with everybody? Yeah, mate. The guy's name is James Deans. Deans with an S, so obviously a, a real name, uh, not made up at all. And he said. You dickheads aren't seriously starting a podcast about the most irrelevant international sport in the world. Surely. There's a reason why rugby league can't grow, and he's still laughed at outside of the heartlands after 123 years of existence. Beautiful stuff, James Dean. Yeah, I love your work, James Dean. It's fantastic, mate. Um, he, uh, he obviously felt motivated enough uh, to, to write in. Um, make, make up a Facebook account and write in. So I'm pretty proud of that one. But uh, we also had some positive feedback, Charlie, which, mate, is, we which did. is always nice. We did. Um, so anyone that listened to episode five, and if you haven't, go back and have a listen. We had a great piece about the Greek Rugby League and um, the situation over there, or the, the terrible... Absolutely crazy situation yeah, crazy going situation on over there. Happening. So we actually had some feedback from George Stilianos, who's the president of the Greek Rugby League Association. He said, guys, great show. He said, I have to say, the Greek situation was very well explained, despite how complicated it all is. Um, he then went on to tell us that uh, we made a couple of mistakes. Yeah, we did make, week, we which was nice, nice we, to point out. We did make a few little errors, and George, thank you for writing in and letting us know, mate. Um, the first of those I've got to put my hand up for, it's mine. Um, apparently, no less than six times, I referred to the RFL as the RLF. Mate, I, I only counted four. I had to listen to it this morning. I yeah, counted four there times. Are, you're being kind, mate. There are a few, <laughs> few little extra ones in there. But look, guys, just to explain that, um, when I'm talking about International Rugby League, the RLIF just rolls off the tongue. And I'm so used to the initials RLIF that, um, yeah, RLI, RLF came out a couple of times. So, guys, I apologise. My bad. Um, mate, look, we had um, there was a lot of acronyms in episode five, mate, so it was I an think acronym you can be, fest. I think we should have called the episode the acronym fest, but I think we, you can be forgiven. Um, and I just, I guess this just means, mate, we've got to get really serious. The world's listening, and we've got to make sure that uh, we're switched on a hundred percent of the time. Uh, which leads me to the next point. Tell me, uh, I made a massive fuck up last what, week. What was that? I'm going to let you know later on in the corkboard, but okay. um, it's going to make your RFL, RLF situation look like child's play. Oh, it good. was a huge one. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, not the only dickhead. Um, 
Um, I just want to also shout out before we get stuck into this this episode tonight. Shout out to everythingrugbyleague.com. Uh, Adam and the team over there. Um, we get a lot of our a lot of our a lot of their articles um, form the basis for some of our research for each of our episodes, and they've been kind enough to share our podcast on their social media channels, and they've also popped us up on their um, podcast um, page. You're one of their well. featured podcasts on their website, so thank you very much, everythingrugbyleague.com. Really proud of that, and yeah, thanks guys, really love your work, and yeah, I'm glad you like ours. Uh, along with the hate mail, the first ever bit of hate mail, that's a, a, a pretty big milestone <laughs> another big, for us. Another big milestone. We're ticking them off. Guys, slightly different episode this week, so we're told you're going to be talking positives after the negatives of last week. Normally we've got our, our regular format, it's three topics. Uh, that we discuss every not every episode, but tonight it's going to be a little bit different. So tonight it's our last episode for the year. So we really want to talk about the six moments that we felt grew the game in 2018, the set of six moments. So we'll go into that. Um, we're also going to go into some Q&A. So we reached out via social media uh, during the week. We asked you guys to give us some questions for us to answer. So we're going to go through that as well tonight. And uh, finally, as always, we'll go through the cork board or the round the grounds or whatever you want to call it. We'll give you the latest results and news from around the world of rugby league. But Charlie, I think you had one big yeah, piece mate, of breaking before news. We, uh, before we get stuck into our top six hashtag road the game moments... Um, there's a little bit of breaking news, actually, as we record this on Tuesday afternoon. Um, not sure. You and I spoke about this earlier today. I'm not sure if everyone else will have seen this by the time that they listen to the show. But um, the Australian Labor Party has had their national conference. And the mayor of the Inner West Council, uh, Labor Mayor Darcy Byrne... Very political, Charlie. Very, we don't normally get political <laughs> on the show, but I think this is important. Um, they have announced that the ALP have voted unanimously at their national conference to adopt... Uh, Mr. Burns' proposal to bring a Papua New Guinean team into the National Rugby League. So that's an initiative that's going to be supported by the um, by the Australian Labor Party, which I personally thought was great news. Carbs, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely massive news. Um, we've always, everyone always speaks about getting a Papua New Guinean side into the NRL. Um, I guess the biggest hurdle has always been an economic one. There's not a lot of money in Papua New Guinea. Um, that's true, but so, mate, this is the first time an initiative like this will be supported potentially by. I mean, obviously they've got to win the election first, but it'll be the first time. And the time, NRL's got to. And the NRL it, will yeah. have to support it, but this will be the first time an initiative like this will be supported by um, the federal government. You know, and I think. Um, well, if the Australian government's behind it, then all of a sudden that economic question goes out the window. It's no longer an issue, so it's a good opportunity to get. The, pa- the most passionate rugby league supporters in the world into the NRL, and what a unique situation we'll be in then. Mate, absolutely. I'll just throw some stats at you. So uh, Papua New Guinea has a population of 8.25 million. Yep. 300,000 of those live in Port Moresby. Yep. And mate, they've actually already got in Port Moresby, I can't remember the name of the stadium off the top of my head, but they've got a 15,000 all-seat rugby league purpose-built stadium. Yeah, which they'll pack every single week. Which they'll NRL. pack every single week. Um, look at, and then some. It'd need a little bit of work to be NRL ready with all of the uh, corporate facility requirements um, that would go along with a team playing week in, week out NRL football. But mate, I think this is a, a really interesting development and... All of a sudden, there are rugby league fans everywhere interested in the outcome of the federal election. Yeah, well, I think I'll be voting Labor if uh, this is anything to go by, and I'm usually a Liberal man. (laughs) I'm not going to tell people who I vote for. You can do that if you like, but uh, we'll just leave that there. But um, As long as you don't vote Greens. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, views of carbs don't necessarily support the views of the uh, Chasing Kangaroos podcast. But, mate, I think um, with that, we're ready to get into our top six Grow the Game moments. Let's do it. So, Chuck, um, 
I think you'll agree as an international rugby league fan, there's been a lot of false dawns in our time. Like there's yeah, been a lot absolutely. of a lot of stop starts, a lot of uh, a lot of things that would have been great but never really a lot of two steps forward, one step back. That's or, sort of been or the story. one step forward, two steps back in some cases. Yeah. But I think this year more than ever, there's just a feeling around the international game. There's so much that's happened. Um it just feels like it's this is the start of something special and I feel like in the years to come we're going to look back at 2017-18 as the moment that rugby league introduced itself to the world stage. Absolutely. I mean, just anecdotally, as fans of the National Rugby League, you um, we're finding now that we're having a lot more conversations about International Rugby League and it's something that people are interested in and it's something that people are engaging in and talking about, which wasn't always the case. No, definitely um, not. And I think... Um, over the over the over the past eighteen months, um, international rugby league started to develop a, a credibility that wasn't necessarily always there in the eyes of at least Australian fans. Um, but that's happening, and and I think it's fantastic. And I guess that's why we started the show. We want to try and do whatever we can to keep that ball rolling and introduce international rugby league to more and more. I guess rugby league fans. Yeah, for sure. We just want to be part of the conversation and um and yeah, get more people talking about international rugby league. And on that note, mate, you've got um your set of six grow the game moments for 2018. Yeah, so these were my big moments for the year. Uh, look, there's no rules. They can be international. They can be domestic. The rule, the only rule, I guess, is that these moments, in some way, shape, or form, have helped grow the game, grow the conversation, um, and put it in the spotlight a little bit. So. Let's go from the top, mate. All right, mate. Give it to me. We'll go from, from six to one. Uh, number six. Mate, number six, uh, Jamaica qualify for the World Cup. Uh, massive, massive news. I think we're all shocked, um, but I think we're all very, very happy that they're going to be there and can't wait to see what, what they've got. Mate, absolutely. I think if anyone thought they were going to qualify, they thought they might squeeze in through the back door after a loss to the USA. I don't think anybody, including myself, predicted that they would uh, have already qualified. For, for 2021, and uh, certainly I didn't expect them to beat the USA, so definitely Jamaica being in the World Cup, uh, big moment. Number five, mate, the Emerging Nations Cup that was played in Sydney earlier this year. Yeah. Um, this is where we saw teams like Poland and Turkey, they really announced themselves on the scene, uh, on the International Rugby League scene. We saw teams like Hong Kong and Vanuatu fielding pretty much 100% domestic sides. Uh, they got pumped, but I think the the... The growth or the idea is there, and that's fantastic. Of course, Malta won the whole thing, and I just hope they I hope they play this Emerging Nation, Nations Cup on the regular. Absolutely, mate. Number four. Number four. Uh, this, one's, this one's one of my favourites. New Zealand shock Australia, and then go down to England. So I think, I guess overall, is the top three as close as, as it's ever been? Look, I think it is. I think, um, and I think that is twofold. I think it comes from England... Uh, starting to get their their act together after a few fits and starts over the over yep. the previous two or three years, yep. um, really starting to assert themselves as that number two side, and I think Australia have also come back to the field a little bit over the past twelve months. So certainly the closeness of those uh, top three sides has been fantastic. Hashtag grow the the game moment. Number three for two thousand eighteen for me, the women's national rugby league. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It was um, it. Look, it was. We all went into to that tournament this year not knowing what to expect. I think. Uh, well, everyone was bagging out four teams at the start. Like, we need more teams. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Look, I think the the biggest. And look, I was one of those. I've got to be honest with you, because yeah. you had sides like um, Cronulla and Souths who had established, um, you know, women's uh, systems within their within their clubs, only to miss out on. Um, 
getting a franchise. But uh, I was wrong, and everyone who thought like me was wrong, because the absolute testament to the fact that they got this 100% right was the quality of, of that competition. 100%, and that'll be maintained next year. Pretty sure they're sticking to the four teams again. They are. Um, but, look, I'm sure it will grow in time. I think they've got to be really careful with how they do this. Yes. So you mentioned Cronulla and Souths. I don't think... I think geographically, not a good idea. Yeah. They really need to go to Western Sydney, Newcastle, North Queensland, maybe even Perth. I'm not saying straight away, but if we have end up having half a competition all based in that southern Sydney sort of region, then, you know, it's not going to be a great idea. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and credit to the West Tigers as well, who are, um, who, are, who are putting in a lot of initiatives into their women's football program. That's probably a topic for, uh, for another show. Uh, number two. Top, uh, number two, hashtag grow the game moment, mate, Catalan winning the World Club Challenge. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was absolutely fantastic. Huge moment for France, and that's going to continue next year when, uh, when the Catalan guys play in Barcelona. Number one. Mate, the drum roll, please. Number one, topic number one, one word really, Tonga. Uh, Tonga playing Australia, all the hype that went into that. These Tongan guys are really the reason why, in the south, Southern Hemisphere in particular, International Rugby League is sort of on, on the map and a topic for discussion. Yeah, f- we spoke at the start of the segment about um, Rugby League in 2018 having a credibility that it didn't have before and having interest that it didn't have before. And as you've said, mate, that a large... Um, uh, you know, a lot of that is due to Tonga's emergence as a as a clear number four nation, um, mate. I I can't think of a time where there ever would have been that much interest in an Australia Tonga match like there was this year. One hundred percent, and credit to the Tongan fans. I've never seen anything like that in my life. A full stadium wearing red, singing the whole time. They even sang the Australian national anthem. That's yeah, how was, pumped they were for this brilliant. game. Um, more of it, and yeah. yeah, Tonga, number one, hashtag grow the game moment. Mate, that's our top six. I think, uh, honourable mention, actually, I had a, a, an honourable mention, and oh, that yeah? was to the um, England Academy side. Oh, yeah. Uh, clean sweep over Australia 2-0 in that series. Very which, recent um, one. We'll talk a little bit more about later, I think. Definitely. Well, why don't we get into some Q&A? I think let's do it. Mate, um, we're a little bit nervous about about our next segment, um, the Q&A section, uh, we decided randomly a couple of days ago just to throw out a question on Instagram and Facebook um, and just ask our our followers and our listeners uh, for some questions, um, and we'd answer them on, on the show. Mate, the um, response has been really good, actually. Well, I was, um, I'm surprised that we, we even had one, but um, we've had quite a few, and I'm not sure we'll get to them tonight, uh, all of them anyway. No, we're definitely not going to get to them all today, but um, if this goes well, I don't think this will be our last um, Q&A session. Uh, look, we try and keep the shows short and sweet, and if we try and answer all the questions that we got, the show will go for about three hours. But let's jump into the first six or seven that we got. Let's do and it. We well, might save the, the rest for another day. And just so the listeners know, what we'll, we haven't, um, Charlie and I have picked a few questions each for each other. Um, we haven't we haven't planned this at all, so we're just going to shoot the shit, so to speak, and um, let's see what happens. All right, mate. I'll kick start? us off. Yeah, I'll kick us off with question number one. Question number one comes from Nate Gladden from the Rugby League in America podcast. Oh boy, Nate. And uh, Nate says, are you guys up for a cross-podcast drink-up when I visit Australia next year? Mate, I think he knows the answer to this question. It's a fuck yes. Definitely down for that. Um, well, Charlie, I don't want to speak on your behalf. I know you don't drink whiskey. Uh, and... no, no, Nate's a whiskey man and I don't drink whiskey myself. But bit certainly of popcorn up... too. You can eat the popcorn. I'd love a bit of popcorn, <laughs> but certainly, certainly up for a drink with Nate. But um, I don't think just going out for a drink with Nate will cut it. <laughs> 
Nate's a, a, a lover of rugby league like ourselves. Yep. And I think that Bit we... Bit of two on two. <laughs> <laughs> football. You're talking about football, of right? Of course I'm talking about football. Um, I think we have a duty to Nate to show him the full Sydney rugby league experience. So we can go for a drink with Nate. That's fine. Let's lock in the drink. Oh, you want to take him to a game? I think we've got to take him to a 100%, 100%. game. 100%. Cogra Oval or Leichhardt, something like that. Uh, have a few beers on the hill. I think we've got to show him, show him that side of the game. But it doesn't end there. If we're going to show Nate the full rugby league Sydney experience, I think we've also got to go out, got to go to like the Harbourview Hotel, get up there on the balcony, take all of our clothes off. <laughs> you really know how to and, romance a woman. And start, start shaking our genitals around uh, to, to passing by pedestrians. That's the full rugby league Sydney experience. If we've got time later, maybe go to someone's apartment and simulate a sex act with, a, uh, with their pet. Look, I'm... Uh... I'm keen for everything up until the beers on the hill at Cogra. After that, you can do whatever you want, but I'm going home. Um, but yeah, Nate, look, jokes aside, mate, definitely. Um, guys, you've heard it here first. I know there's there's quite a few listeners of our show that also listen to the Rugby League in America podcast. And guys, if um, you don't, check them out. Definitely check them out. Um, I think a, cross, a crossover podcast will be amazing. Nate, let us know when you're over here and we'll make it happen, buddy. So we've got a question, Charlie. This one's for you, mate. Um, Clarky's in our roll column. Um, Dane actually used to write, uh, I think his, his Instagram tag used to be NRL News and Rumours, um, probably some legal action there from the NRL has caused him to rebrand, I'm not sure what happened, but, but he asked, what was your main inspiration that motivated you to begin the podcast? Yeah, mate, so um, look, the three of us, Carbs, Jake and I, uh, have all known each other for a very, very long time. Carbs and I have been best mates for, for 22 or 23 years, I Jesus. think it is at this point, yeah. um, and we've known Jake for about 11 and 12 years, uh, 11 or 12 years as well. Yep, and my brother-in-law, Jake, so... We're all, um, we're all very, very passionate about uh, seeing the game grow, seeing the game played in more places, international rugby league and domestic expansion, and all of us are um, huge fans of the medium of podcasting. So it just made sense for us to combine those two loves and, and start a show about uh, the topic that we're so passionate about. Yeah, and I guess we, we would sit around at, at parties and, and social events and talk about this sort of stuff and, and we'd often ask ourselves, why isn't there yeah, a well, podcast mate, you heard, about You heard this? me complain on countless occasions that there wasn't a podcast that covered this exact topic and uh, your response to that was for us to just start doing it. So yeah, and it, I think it took us about a year to really, to really get motivated. Um, Jake, I think, thought it was a joke at first until he was. Uh, we forced him in to record a practice session with us, and and here we are. So it's been it's been we've only been doing it for about six or seven weeks, but mate, I'm feeling very much a part of this international rugby league community. Yeah, the it's international been rugby league community has embraced us. It's been um, it's been absolutely fantastic. So. Uh, that's why we started the show. Sorry, James Deans. Um, <laughs> so, uh, mate, question number three. We'll jump into question number three now. Beautiful. Um, I picked a question from Bernard Fizz. Yep. And Bernard What's asks... Bernard got to say? Bernard asks, should Fiji be allowed admission into the New South Wales Cup next year? 100%. They should already be there. Um, the, Fijian, the Fijian bid team are doing an amazing job. Um, we've seen what having the PNG Hunter side in the Queensland Cup has done for for that competition for rugby league in Papua New Guinea we're now seeing Papua New Guinean players infiltrate the rest of the Queensland Cup we're seeing Papua New Guinean players move over to the lower grades in the Super League it's only a matter of time before they start to rise up the ranks we're now hearing talk about as you heard earlier tonight guys um, the Australian government getting involved to get a Papua New Guinean team in the NRL potentially all of this stuff could be happening with Fiji as well. 
if Fiji had a team in the New South Wales Absolutely, Cup. Absolutely, I think it's a no-brainer. M- massive yes from us. Mate, my, my next question comes from Loopy, and it's kind of in the same vein as um, Bernard Fizz's question. So it's, is Rugby League's window of opportunity closing in the Pacific? Mm. Um, no. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, it's a good question, though, because I think Rugby League is in danger of taking the Pacific for granted. So no... The what, do you win- mean, what do you mean by that? Okay, the window of opportunity isn't closing because I think rugby league is stronger in the Pacific than it ever has been. Yeah. Okay, but a lot of that is by coincidence and, and by chance rather than by good management. Yeah. And I think that um, we've taken our eye off the prize a little bit as a code in the Pacific. I think we really need to consolidate the good work over the... Over the uh, preceding 12 months, stage some games in the Pacific, really engage with with some of these second-tier Pacific sides, get them playing regular football against each other. Which is happening. Which the Oceana Cup, there's all this PNG talk, um, Tonga's going going wild. Um, It it is happening. Um, For me, like, I think this question comes from um, an article that Steve Mascord wrote earlier in the year um, after Fiji defeated France for the first time ever in Rugby Union. Um, so his question was, I suppose, are we too late to the party when it comes to the mm. Pacific? Um, for, for me, like when, like you said, we're never too late to the party. As long as there's rugby union, there's going to be an appetite for rugby league as well. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there are some nations around the world where, like as much as I, look, I hate rugby union, you know that, yeah. right? I'll, I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say that. But there is room in many countries for both of these sports, um, but just quietly as well. I think the these Polynesian guys, they are built for rugby league. Like, the speed of the game, the athleticism of the game. Like, rugby union is a little more, I guess, technical, and it's a little bit messy, um, so mm. to speak, if you don't mind me saying. I think the Polynesian boys are built for our sport, and they're only just really discovering it now. I don't know if you remember, Chuck, we, were in, we went to Fiji... Um, a year or two ago, yep. and we'll speak into the taxi driver and say, That's you know, right. you, obviously you guys love rugby union. I think they just won gold medals at the uh, for the the rugby sevens or something like that. And we said, but what about rugby league? What do you know about that? And he goes, oh, we we've, we we love Jared Hayne. We're just learning about rugby league now. We love that as well. Um, so these nations are learning about rugby league and. Mate, they're not going to help but love Mate, it. Mate, they've got an appetite for it. I just think um, the game can't afford to rest on its laurels, and, and hopefully uh, and hopefully they don't. 100%. But I do think, like, I'm just... I'm sick of people saying, uh, like, look at what rugby's doing. We need to do this. We need to... Like, like rugby, uh, obviously, they've seen what's happening with Tonga. So they're, they're taking measures to make sure that, you know, they can grow in Tonga as well, and they can sort of stop us to a degree. But... Uh, like we can't we can't control what rugby do they can do whatever the fuck they want to be honest we can control what we do and if we get Fiji into the New South Wales Cup if we have Tonga and Samoa playing regular international rugby league and we get Papua New Guinea reaching their potential mate the Pacific's going to be ours for the taking 100% mate you ready for question number 5 <laughs> I think so question number 5 comes from Frank Vartuli of Sydney Denture Design and Frank asks <laughs> Frank just can I just say before you ask the question Great way to get some free advertising, mate. Yeah. Sydney Denture Design. Um, Frank doesn't care about international rugby league. Come on, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Frank asks, predictions for next season, who takes out the titles around the globe? And the way we might handle this, mate, I might throw Jesus. some competitions. I've got a, yeah, I've got a few here. I might throw okay, some competitions good. at you and, it's a lot and of, you tell me. It's who. a lot of competitions. Mate, Super League. Mate, Super League, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I think, um, look, it's for me, there's probably a couple there that I'd like to see. 
um, St. Helens. I know they've lost Ben Barber, but I just think they've got a really good side. Um, 2018 was a good year for them. They led most of the way, but they sort of fell short at the end. So I think they'll be hungry to go a little bit better in 2019. Um, for me, it's also hard to look past sides like uh, Warrington. So they've got Blake Austin over there now, yeah. and I think um, they're just building. They're one of the one of the top sides that are actually that are better off in terms of their squad um, next year than they were this Absolutely. year. Um, and I can't look past Catalan. Sam Tompkins with them now as well. And, um, you know, I love French rugby league, so I really want to see that them succeed. So, mate, no chance of Wigan going back to back? Oh, look, I, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I'll put it out there. That's all right, mate. NRL. Um, I'm going to throw a smoky out there because I think everyone that I speak to is saying Roosters back to back. Um, and yeah, they're a good chance. They've got a great squad. They're probably it's probably the first time in a long time in the NRL that a side has won a premiership and then looking better the next year. Like mm. I don't think we've seen that for a while. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid the temptation to say Roosters back to back, and I want to say that the Panthers, mate Penrith, because I think they've got the father son coaching combination now. They've got a, an epic forward pack. They've got some good backs. They've got some good depth, and I think um, the way they're going. In 2018, before Regan Campbell-Gillard got injured, I don't know if you remember the game mm. they played against St George. I think we both cried at the end of that match. Yep. But they had the best 80 minutes of rugby league that I've seen in a long, yeah, long time. If they can get to that sort of level in 2019, I think they'll surprise a few people. Mate, I think uh, Wayne Bennett is going to absolutely unleash the the Burgess brother, brothers. So I'm going Souths for the NRL. Oh well, that's a big call, mate. The uh, the championship. Is it the Wolfpack's year? Yeah, it's a Wolfpack. It has to be the Wolfpack. Um, guys like Ricky Latelli coming over from the NRL, Brian McDermott, the coach, uh, they need results. They're hungry for results. Um, hopefully Toulouse come close, but I think the Wolfpack take out the championship and hopefully they beat whoever they need to to get into the Super League the following year. Oh, man. I'm uh, going to throw a few uh, few tricky ones at you now. The uh, <laughs> USARL. I don't think that's a tricky one. I'm, I'm, I've got a soft spot for the Brooklyn Kings. They're my team. Um, they two years ago they lost the northern um, the northern championship or the northern division. Um, last year they won the northern division, but they went down in the grand final against the Jacksonville Axemen. And I think they just keep improving every year. So the only logical step for the Brooklyn Kings is to take out the whole thing next year. Mate, is there any competition that you haven't got an answer? Okay, uh, Bolton Super League. <laughs> That's an easy one, mate. Um, if you want to throw a tricky one, Red Star Belgrade definitely take out the Bolton Super League. They're the team. They're doing a lot of good things next year. But I do want to say, just to make things interesting, if we go back to the Serbian. Um, rugby league competition. Yep. Hopefully, a side like Partizan can um, can take it take it up a notch and maybe um, surprise Red Star Belgrade in the Serbian league. But um, Balkan Super League definitely Red Star. Actually, um, rumor going around on Twitter at the moment that Cameron King is considering an offer from uh, from Red Star Belgrade. I heard so, that one. Uh, he hasn't got a club. He hasn't got an. He hasn't got a club. And great bloke, Kingy. So uh, hope he uh, hope he picks up a contract. Uh, Queensland Cup, mate. Um, I'm going to have to say Redcliffe Dolphins back to back. Okay, New South Wales Cup. Um, Smoky, uh, but Newcastle Knights, um, and but hear me out on this one. I think they've recruited really well as a club. Yes, they're going to have a good NRL side, um, and I just think that depth will translate down to New South Wales Cup, and I think the Knights could be a good chance of taking it out in twenty nineteen. Mate, my New South Wales Cup prediction is your NRL prediction. I'm going the Panthers. I think well, they're they're always thereabouts, aren't they? I think they'll feel the, the strongest New South Wales Cup team that um, that we've seen for a while. Um, mate, Dutch rugby league. Dutch Rugby League. Dutch Rugby League. I don't know a lot about the Dutch Rugby League, but you would have heard me, I think, in episode one or two say that the Amsterdam Cobras, they are my hands-down favourites. They won it in 2018. 
I'm going to put my money on them going back to back. There's the older Denzel Park Cobras boy coming out <laughs> of you, mate. The Italian Championship, mate. Interesting one. Um, well, look, obviously very interested in the Italian Championship myself. So 2017-18 comp was taken out by I think it was Ducato. Um, and to be honest with you, I haven't heard a lot about a 2018-2019 comp. It kind of should be happening right now if it was. Um, so we've got a few. Uh, I know we've got a few people from the Italian Rugby League, players and administrators that listen to this show. If you want to reach out and give us any information about the Italian League next year, if it's going ahead, if it's happening, I couldn't, I can't find anything. Um, so let us know. We'd love to cover it. My last name's Carboni. Your last name's Monty. We're obviously very interested in the Italian League. Um, let us know what's going on. We'll cover it. But if there is going to be a comp, um, I'm really liking the Milano Buffaloes. They're um, doing some great things, really building up some junior base as well. And um, I think we can get excited about them. Mate, French Elite One. Um, let's. Do you want to talk... I think we talked this season. So they're three, four rounds in this season. That's right. That'll be finished next year. I think um, Limo Grizzlies, um, they've won two out of the last three comps. Um, and they are currently undefeated, which may give you a little bit of a clue as to what my fuck-up last week was, if you were listening. Uh, but Limo Grizzlies, I think, take out... The French Elite one this year. Okay, mate, we're getting very niche with this. With, uh, <laughs> what else have you this got? Next two. What else is there? Mate, uh, who's going to take out the Turkish Rugby League? Uh, so, Tur- okay, Turkish Rugby League, we've got the grand final this weekend. Do you want to go this this weekend or? Oh, mate, hit me with both. Okay, look, I think, uh, well, look, it's Katakoi Bulls versus Ankara. Um, and I think the Katakoi Bulls will take that out. Um, but I think Ankara will still go home with some silverware. Um, they're, in, they're in the grand final for the Women's Turkish Rugby League as well. Can't pronounce the name of the team they're playing, but I think they'll win that one. And make the um, Hong Kong Rugby League. <laughs> I've, got, I've got no idea. <laughs> I've got no idea about Hong Kong. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> um, no, look, I'll, I'll throw one out there. Pacific Tower. Uh, they seem to be the gun side from Hong Kong. Don't know a lot they about it. They seem to be the only team that you could find. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Quick Google search, Pacific Tower. Is that it? Have you got any more? No, mate, I've run out of comps. Frank Vartuli, I hope you're fucking happy. That was a tough, <laughs> that was a tough we've, question. I think we've answered your question, Frank. Thanks, mate. Uh, don't bet on those because I usually get these tips wrong. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you one more, Chuck. Go for it. Um, this one came in from Stuart McLennan. Yep. Uh, on our Facebook page, actually. So um, I thought this was a good one. He said, with the rise of the England team... Uh, with a win over New Zealand and the England Academy's clean sweep over the Australian schoolboys, will we see a change of the guard at the top of the international rugby league scene? Yeah, mate, that's interesting. I think we've, we've uh, on episode two, I think we discussed the rise of the English national side and what Wayne Bennett has yeah. meant for them and what he will mean for them. But um, interesting that Stuart mentions the um, English Academy side because, um, mate, I watched those games and the... What do you think? Look, the score actually flattered Australia. Yeah. Engl- England were very, very dominant. Their um, forward pack was am- was amazing. Like... Right, their forward pack was amazing. Their halves were, were in terms of skill level, just um, a level above the Australian boys. But just, I think, something... And look, we were, as expansionists, we were absolutely thrilled with the result. Yep. But something I think um, people need to take into account is that the England Academy is an older side. So that's an under-19 side, yep. and the Australian schoolboys are an under-18 side. Okay, one-year difference. It's probably a big... It Look, probably at, is quite a difference at that age, at maybe. That, at that age grade, at that age gap, it actually makes a substantial difference, in my opinion. Yep. Now, not that's not to say that England didn't have some 17-year-olds in their side. They yeah. actually did. Yep. 
but there was... Actually, most of their side, I think, was a little bit younger, so most, they'll be there next year. Most of the Australian side was 17, yep. or a lot of the Australian side was 17. Um, look, with the with the English side, there was a, a sprinkling of Super League experience uh, in that side, whereas yep. the Australian side, probably the highest level any of those boys have played. I think there's one or two games in New South Wales Cup there. Yep. Um, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to put a dampener on it. An absolutely uh, brilliant result. Um, some young guns to watch from England. Obviously, Harry Smith, an, an absolute weapon. And uh, the what do you think back- of um, Jack Wellsby? Is it Jack Wellsby the fullback? Uh, very, very strong. And there's also uh, well, actually he was in the second game. He was brilliant. Yeah, two right? tries. Every, everything he touched turned to gold. But um, uh, also one to watch. Herbie Farnworth is oh, yeah? in the uh, young young uh, fullback in the Broncos system. Um, playing for North Devils, I think at the moment. So. Surely there's some NRL teams looking at these boys too. So they, they, um, I think, should try and come out here if they can, because they could develop into future superstars. Not saying it can't happen over there, but um, we just want to see him playing over here. Yeah, Stuart. So that's a really <laughs> long answer to your question, mate. But obviously the signs are are positive. Um, we just want to see it sustained over a longer period of time before we're prepared to declare that um, that England are the the number one. Rugby league playing nation, but watch this space. Well, can I add my two cents, Chuck? You can. Um, and it's probably a little, maybe it's five cents. It's probably might take a little while, but um, I um, mate, I've been I've been waiting for this changing of the guard for a long time. So I remember being a kid, getting up at two in the morning to watch the likes of uh, of Stuart Fielden and Kieran Cunningham and mm. Paul Sculthorpe run around um, against against an Australian side, maybe in the early two thousands, um, and. You'd remember, you know, Keith Senior scoring a try in the corner after four minutes and thinking, yep, here it is. The yeah. changing of the guard is here. 20 years later, and we're still waiting for this changing of the guard. Um, I'm as excited as anyone else is for it. I hope it happens. I think there's some young players in this English squad that can do it. I think they're a good chance at the 2021 World Cup. But what, what you can't discount as well is, I think at the moment, like, with the Australian team in particular. So we've just seen we've just seen guys exit that team of the highest caliber. Your Jonathan Thurston's, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater. Like these are amongst the greatest players we've ever seen and certainly the greatest spine that we have ever seen play the game. They've just exited this Kangaroos team. So they've come back a peg. So obviously New Zealand and England growing in depth, they've come up a peg as well. I think rather than a changing of the guard, we will never see a dominant side like the Kangaroos again. We're never mm. going to see a team dominate international rugby league for 30 or 40 years like the Kangaroos had. But what we might see is, say, New Zealand, uh, they beat Great Britain next year and they win the Oceania Cup and they're the number one team next year. And then in t- 2020, the Kangaroos beat New Zealand on Anzac Day and then they go over for a Kangaroo tour and beat England and they're the number one side in 2020. And then in 2021, you see England win the World Cup and they're the number one side. I just think there's going to be a lot of give and take, a lot of toing and, and throwing, and I, I think there's going to be sides coming in from under that that really want to challenge for that top three 100%, as well. 100%, mate. And, um, Sorry for the long-winded ones. No, no, you're right. Look, we might have to cut it short now, actually. So <laughs> Sorry, I'll, uh, you're right. I'll throw... Um, I'll throw one more question okay. at you, actually. And this one I picked because uh, quite a few people asked it. Okay. Um, so uh, I've picked the, the one from uh, Vincent Romeo, who asks, will you guys be going in-depth about NRL when the season starts? That's a good question. A few people have asked me that personally, actually, as well. Or at the start of our... When we started the show, people asked, but they're not really asking anymore. I, I think I think the answer um, a few weeks ago was definitely no. 
Um, this is an this is about international rugby league and growth. So if we're going to talk NRL, it would be about a PNG side coming in, or the topic we had a few weeks ago about the Bears. So it has to it has to be expansion based. Yeah, it, has it needs to, to feel right for the show. Focus. But actually, now that you ask the question, though, just just thinking out loud as well, um, one thing that's come to me is, you know, it's an international rugby league podcast. We've we've had a lot of feedback from fans across Europe, in North America, South America, in parts of Asia. Um, and to them, the NRL is International Rugby League in a way as well. That's right. So look, while I can definitely say we won't be going week to week talking about the NRL, there's plenty of good podcasts um, about that. I think, look, on occasion, if there's a topic that really suits, um, I guess, our agenda or our brief, then, you know, who's to say we won't speak about it? But look, I wouldn't be coming here for um for an NRL show, Vinny. Yeah, we won't be um you know we won't be breaking down games and stats and all that sort of thing because there's better people than us to do that. But uh, every now and then, if there's a relevant topic, absolutely, we'll be talking NRL. Mate, Q and A was a little bit of fun, and mate, I've actually got one more for you. Go um, for it. Just just uh, four people have asked this one, so I feel like we have to we have to leave on this note. But mate. Uh, They've asked, will our correspondent, Dwayne Kennett, be back in the new year? Mate, that's interesting. Dwayne's a busy man. Um, <laughs> Dwayne's very, very busy, but um, little rumour floating around that he'll be on the first episode in the new year. So, uh, Ooh, I didn't watch, hear that one. Is that, was that on Twitter? Uh, yeah, just a little little birdie uh, mentioned that to me. So um, can't, say, can't say much more than that, but uh, yeah, Dwayne will be back. Look forward to that one. Mate, um... How good was Q&A? Q&A was great, it's actually. a bit of fun. Sorry, guys, if we didn't get to your, your questions, but um, we'll definitely be doing Q&A again. 100%, mate, 100%. Um, our, this is our last segment for the day, so sorry, I think this one's probably going a bit longer than usual. We like to try and keep our episodes to about half an hour, just so you can listen to it on your commute to work or on your jog while you're walking the dog, whatever. Um, but, like, too much yeah, fun with that, the Q&A, that's so... That's going out the window today, mate. But let's um, let's get stuck into the corkboard. Mate, what are we calling this segment? Because uh, we've called it the corkboard, we've called it around the grounds, we've called it... Yeah, well, initially I called it the corkboard, and then I realised that I stole that name from another podcast. But uh, if you don't mind that, I'm happy to just keep calling it the well, corkboard. Let's call it the corkboard right now, but let's set a goal. 2019, we're going to have a, a name for this. A new segment. name. For, so for, for the time being, it's the International Rugby League Community <laughs> Corkboard. Uh, but guys, if you can think of a name for this segment that I haven't stolen from another podcast, please... Uh, You're asking them for ideas. Like, what, we're, we're, we're meant to be coming up with some ideas. Yeah, but we've had six weeks, mate, and we've got nothing. So Very guys, true. please uh, please get in touch if you can think of another name for this segment. So Looking forward uh, to it. what have you got for us, Carbs? Mate, uh, we've we've already spoken a little bit about this one, but the Academy, English Academy side 18 over the Australian Schoolboys 6, uh, Whitewash series done. We've spoken a little bit about yeah, that. Mate, did so you agree I'm... with me that um, the score didn't necessarily reflect the game? I thought England were really dominant. Yeah, I did. I did. I think, um, I think Australia were lucky to even be that close. So um, I think it would be interesting to see what the scoreline would be if the English side came over to Australia, because I think especially at that age, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, I think it does. The, the conditions definitely suited England. But really happy about the result, man. Like, great, great for the international game. Um, next topic, uh, or the next next piece of news, so the Challenge Cup Round 1 draw is now out. So you can get that on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or pretty much if, if you Google it, I'm sure you can find it very easily at the moment. Um, the one game I will mention, uh, Red Star Belgrade, we're following them with interest. Um, they'll travel travel to Cumbria um, to play Milam uh, in their first game. So all the best of luck to, to the guys from Serbia. Um, Turkish Grand Final uh, on December 22nd. Look, we've already spoken about that in my uh, in my In the, in in the my rapid tips. fire predictions. Thanks for that, uh, Frank Vartuli. Great question. 
um, made the Jamaican Division 2 semi-finals. So the matches were played. We've got some grand finalists coming up next week as well. So results in Jamaica, the CMU Spartans 44 over the Portmore Eliminators 10. Uh, the Spartans will face the Cedar Grove Cyclones, who beat the uh, Dahani Park Red Sharks 38-34. to um, So that's Division 2 in Jamaica, man. So... Just just proud as punch that these guys have divisions. They have a women's comp that they want to start up soon. They've got they've got school comp like yeah, Jamaica. Jamaica's, Jamaica's doing great things. Mate, the biggest news I guess to come out of, of the week is um the Euro qualifier qualifiers draw has been announced. So um Greece are gonna be playing Norway um in London on May eighteen. Um so that's for that final spot in the six team Euro qualifiers. It's actually a Greek home game, but they're playing it at a neutral ground for obvious reasons. Um, if this is your first episode, I suggest you're listening to episode five just to see what that's all about. It's a good one. Um, the two, so there's two tier or two sides to the qualifiers. Two groups. Two groups. Thanks, Charlie. You've got Ireland, Italy, and Spain in one group. You've got Scotland, Russia, and either Norway or Greece in the other group. Um, two from each group will qualify. Uh, round one, uh, October 26, 27, we're going to see Spain versus Ireland, Scotland versus Russia. Uh, November 2nd and 3rd, we'll see Italy and Spain and Scotland versus Greece or Norway. And then the final round, November 9 and 10, we're going to see Ireland and Italy in what I think will be an epic match. Uh, and Russia will play either Greece or Norway. And, mate, just quickly, can you give us your prediction as to who goes through from each of those groups? <laughs> That's a little little bit early, and I think based on um, some of my earlier season predictions, I don't know how well I'll go. But, look, I think, I think uh, Ireland and Italy will go through from Group A. Um, and I think uh, Scotland and Russia will go through. One hundred percent agree, yeah. mate. Um, speaking of the Euro qualifiers, so there was a meeting in Sydney um, earlier this week between the Federation, uh, the Italian Rugby League Federation, and the Italian Rugby League Federation Australia. So you have two sides to the Italian Rugby League. Um, they got together to start planning for the World World Cup qualifiers in twenty nineteen. Not too sure what came out of that, but really interested to to see the results and and hear about what's happening. Uh, later on down the track. Mate, I mentioned uh, at the very top of the show that I fucked up royally last week uh, in the corkboard. So I made a big song and dance about the Albie Tigers being the only undefeated team in the Elite One after two two games. Um, Look, what happened was the Limo Grizzlies, they had played one game by that stage. The comp's a little bit all over the shop, so it's not like your NRL where, you know, everyone plays on the same weekend. That's round one, uh, round two, and so on. So Limo had played one game, they won that game. After our show last week, they played their second game, won that game. So we effectively had Albie Tigers and Limo Grizzlies both undefeated. They played each other a couple of days ago. Limo won twenty six to sixteen. So uh, they're still the only undefeated team in uh, in the comp. Well, mate, three rounds in, and now we have the only undefeated team in the French Elite One. So mate, that's pretty I think cool. you can be forgiven for the error. And I think the guys from Poland got in touch uh, with you during the week. Yeah, mate, spoke to Lee Addison a couple of days ago actually. So he's the Polish rugby league coach. He's also the owner of RugbyLeagueCoach.com.au. Little shout out there. Um, basically, a very unique sort of website that offers elite rugby league training online so i know uh, lee's doing a lot of work with some of the guys in cameroon um, and just places where they can't really get you know some awesome an awesome level of of coaching and skill Um, so he's offering that it's a subscription service uh, starts from from zero dollars and goes on to i think about 150 depending on what you want but just a little plug there for for lee he's doing some awesome things but he actually contacted us to talk a little bit about poland um, and let us know what they're doing next year i thought it was pretty interesting so um 
They're going to be entering the Cabra Nines in February. So Cabra, okay. Cabramatta, just um, southwest of Sydney. And Jake Watson, if you were here today, he'd let us know that he was actually a Cabramatta junior. So I think we should try and get down to the Nines in February, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll be there. It might be pretty interesting. Um, Lee also said that they're going to be looking at playing some test matches in Poland mid-next year. So bringing some of the first uh, rugby league games to Poland. So pretty exciting stuff. Um, and then big, big audacious goals, mate. They want to be playing in the World Nines. Uh, in Sydney at Parramatta Stadium or Western Sydney Stadium, as it's called now, at the end of next year. Um, if that doesn't happen, they want to get some tests happening over here. Well, mate, given the uh, given the small number of teams in that tournament, that's an ambitious goal, but good luck to them. I hope they make it. Yeah, I hope they do too. It'll be good to see someone a little bit different there as well. And, guys, it's that time of the week where we should plug uh, our affiliate sponsor, Mascord Browns. Uh, mascordbrowns.com. It's your place for all international rugby league merchandise, um, including Poland. So if you want to buy a Polish jersey, uh, check them out. But can I suggest that you wait until February? Because in February, I have uh, heard a little rumour that Poland will be the feature rugby league nation for Mascord Browns, which means any uh, a couple of dollars from each sale uh, of Polish jerseys goes towards the Polish rugby league. So that would be awesome. Uh, make sure you use our affiliate link, which I'll add uh, to our show notes. A couple of dollars comes our way as well. Uh, support the people that support International Rugby League. Guys, before we sign off, if I could just say um, thank you for all your feedback about the show. Uh, thank you for all your support this year. If you haven't already, if you could please rate, review, subscribe uh, and tell your friends. Definitely tell your friends and can I just add one little thing to that? Tell your friends that like that like how like-minded and like international rugby league but also tell your friends that like international rugby league but don't know it yet so what i mean is we've had a couple of a couple of our own friends who nrl fans not really into the international game started listening to us because they wanted to tease us about it i suppose and see what what sort of antics we got up to but all of a sudden in love with the international game and i think there's a lot of people out there like that um and we just want to help grow the game, guys. So so let's do this. Hashtag grow the game. And uh, I think there's only one thing left to say. What's that? Fuck you, James Deans. Mate, before we uh, go on to topic number two. Yeah. Can you hear a mosquito in here? Because it's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, there it is. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Topic number two. Topic number two. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. He's gone.